Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Future Brew right here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and it has been a very interesting week, to say the least, uh, for Michigan, Michigan football, basketball uh, is starting up now and <laughs> had a, a pretty interesting game last night against Oakland. They were 30 and a half point favorites and they went to overtime. So it has been a very interesting time in Ann Arbor, to say the least. And uh, we're not going to talk about all that, though. We're going to talk about what we usually talk about, football recruiting. And as always, I'm joined today by my co-hosts, my partners in crime in podcast, John Simmons and Stephen Asantoski. John, how are you doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Just barely survived this Michigan sports weekend. It's been something. It, it really has been something. I was on the edge of my seat last night watching that hoops game, and and uh, it it it's something. So we'll certainly hope that they can kind of turn it around uh, in time for uh, conference play, and hopefully not have to give us as many. Uh, uh, near heart attacks like the game last night. Steven, uh, you did a uh, basketball recap recently. Did you get to watch last night's game? I did. I'll be recording my recap of that. Um, I had a tweet last week. It was like, got Michigan hockey coming up, two games there against Notre Dame, should do well on those. Got the <laughs> basketball game on, like coming up on Sunday. And then it was just like each each day that tweet was looking a little bit less uh, – less fun um, <laughs> with the upcoming games, but yeah, it was uh, so lots of recap videos um, been pumping out for those losses. Thankfully I'll be able to do a yeah. recap of a win. So at least we got uh, that to 
as a change up, but, uh, but besides that, I'm doing okay. Lots to talk about today. So definitely yeah. lots to talk about. That's for sure. So let's just jump right into it. Waste no more time. Uh, I, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's just first get to, uh, I guess the elephant in the room with Michigan football, obviously dropping another game at home. Haven't won at home all season. It's been quite the year for the Wolverines at the big house. And, uh, while Michigan was losing uh, to Penn State uh, over this past weekend at the Big House, a notable committed player uh, was elsewhere watching the Iron Bowl at Alabama. And that was Xavier Worthy, the four-star wide receiver uh, from California, top 100 overall player. In my opinion, one of the better players in this class uh, from top to bottom, definitely one of the better receivers in the class. And like I had said, he went to Alabama, visited for the Iron Bowl, got to attend the game. And it was a very good game for Alabama and a very good game for Alabama recruiting. I would imagine if they're trying to get the flip from Mr. Worthy, the top 100 player, um, they dominated from top to bottom against Auburn. And if you're Xavier Worthy uh, sitting in that stadium, watching that happen, and then you see uh, the other scores around the country on the scoreboard and you see 27 to 17 Penn state over Michigan, you're probably thinking, yeah, this is probably the right spot to be currently. So obviously a lot of talk about a, a, a possible decommitment, a possible flip. He went on Twitter and tweeted two very notable words today just two words he said no interviews that was it that that's that's literally the entire tweet no interviews so uh he pretty much took everything out of his bio about being a michigan commit on both twitter and on instagram and a lot of the things that he is uh liking on twitter very pro alabama um, even though his mom, it seems that she's still very pro Michigan. Um, so John, I want to start with you. This, this seems very concerning. Uh, we, we talked about this last week, how there was a little bit of concern here, but just with this tweet with him taking all of that stuff out of his bios, in my opinion, it looks like the writing is on the wall. It really looks like Michigan's going to lose another commitment here. And it's, it's really too bad because I do think that he is one of the better players uh, in this class, Alabama, uh, you would imagine uh, would be the recipient of uh, the commitment there. They would be getting a good one, but uh, you can't rule out Oregon either uh, just because they had a uh, wide receiver flip from Oregon to USC uh, earlier today, a uh, Kyron war, or where Hudson, uh, the four-star, a fringe top 100 player. So uh, there's really a lot to uh, to digest here, John. So I'll just kind of let you take the wheel here, and you take it whichever way you want. There, there's really a lot to talk about here. Yeah, it's certainly not very many good directions to take it for from Michigan's perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, every basically every Alabama game is going to be a dominant win even without Nick Saban on the sidelines they still crushed their main rival which I'm sure was also not lost on uh worthy that you know Alabama usually wins against their in their big end of season game in normal seasons um and Michigan really doesn't so I think now the situation is it seems like worthy is really leaning towards flipping to Alabama and to me it seems like his maybe his family his mom I know he had a really pro Michigan uncle uh, that helped out the Wolverines a lot in this recruitment. I think 
uh, now it's kind of a decision between if the family, you know, kind of uh, agrees with Worthy and gets on board and lets him go to Tuscaloosa instead of Ann Arbor, because, uh, you know, he has a lot of family back in Michigan too as well. So I think it's kind of convincing mom was more of the the, the target for the, the Alabama coaching staff this weekend. So I don't know if they did or not. You know, he said no interviews, so we can't really gleam too much from it. I was on the Alabama 24-7 site today seeing if they had any updates from it, but they wasn't giving them out to anyone. So it's going to be kind of a tension-filled two weeks now until uh, we wake up on signing day and see what he does. Kind of getting some Otis Ree vibes uh, on this one. If you remember him from the 2018 class, he uh, did some similar things and stayed really quiet. And then at signing day, ended up flipping from Michigan to Georgia. And uh, the rest is history there. Steven, um, just with Worthy visiting Alabama this week, and uh, John brought up the great point of this was a game without their head coach, Nick Saban, he was at home because of COVID. They had still, from their wide receivers, uh, compiled 13 catches for 226 yards and four touchdowns. Michigan receivers this past Saturday against Penn State, a much lesser defense there. Uh, Nittany Lions have been giving up points galore this year. Michigan receivers had 10 catches for 90 yards and no touchdowns. So, Steven, if you're Xavier Worthy in this spot, what are you thinking currently given those stats and the fact that Alabama is still a traditional powerhouse that sends receivers to the league every year? They had two in the first round last year. Yeah, well, there, there's three things I'm mainly paying attention to, or at least if I'm Worthy, I guess things to pay attention to uh, from his end. So like both with Michigan and Alabama, they might be different teams next year. I doubt Bama is. I mean, we know what they are year in, year out, but Michigan's likely to be a different team next year. Um, this is, you know, I'm going to knock on wood, but towards the low end of what you would expect out of a, a Michigan program. Um, and I, I think the effect of one game and even to a, a like more extent, one season doesn't define a program overall. So I think that's the first thing where, Yes, Alabama is always Alabama, but this Michigan season is is more of an anomaly where it's usually a program that's been around eight, nine, ten wins the past few seasons. So, um, I you know it's you have two programs obviously in very different places, but um, you know they might not look the same next year, um, so to speak. So the second thing is relationships. I know John uh, John mentioned that quite a bit with the family, and that's a huge part. I'm looking more at like the relationships with the players right so going into like what next year looks like there's a ton of player forward movement with the 21 class overall and who are these these guys that are going to be in that class and who's driving it I mean that's JJ McCarthy right that's the guy who uh has you know some potential with if you're looking at the QB depth chart to be the guy next year and Xavier Worthy has that connection I haven't seen a whole lot with his connection for other uh Alabama guys um, and I know that was at least initially a, a part of uh, a big selling point for, for Michigan is that connection between the recruits. So that's still, you know, how much weight does that hold? Hard to say. Um, probably not as much as the family aspect of that uh, John was mentioning there. Um, 
And then I guess the final part would be playing time. I expect he would probably see the field in some form next year, regardless of where he goes. But with his skill set, I mean, we've seen plenty of of Roman Wilson, um, A.J. Henning just mossed a guy last game. So, like, there's opportunities for him to contribute, especially being a top 100 uh, recruit. He will see the field. Um, but, again, how much does that play into his his decision? Hard to say. So, it's it's you have two programs in completely different areas. The, I, the relationships are going to be the difference maker, in my opinion, and that comes down to both what John was saying with the family and the connections with the – uh, fellow 21 recruits um, on the offensive side of the ball, particularly McCarthy and, and how much that'll play. But only he knows, only he knows. I'm again, we said it last week, hold on to your butts for uh, some other guys. And this applies here as well. Hold on tight is what I got to say. Um, yeah. I, I think you nailed it. I, I think if, if I'm JJ McCarthy, I'd be hitting him up every day, making sure that he stays in the class because he is, in my opinion, the top offensive playmaker in Michigan's 21 class. And I don't think it's particularly close. Um, you got to hang on to guys like that uh, because if you're wanting to change the program, change the, the direction of the program, if you're wanting to compete with those Buckeyes and those Nittany Lions and even those Badgers, uh, you got to get guys like Xavier Worthy and you got to hang on to guys and make sure that they sign on the dotted line come signing day, which is – Coming up very quick, we got a couple weeks here before the December signing period. We'll definitely see if uh, he ends up signing with Michigan or if he ends up flipping with Alabama. I would imagine uh, that would probably come down on signing day. I don't think he would uh, flip and then you know, wait a couple weeks or a week or whatever and then sign with Bama. Um, I would imagine we're going to know a lot more on uh, December 16th. So, yeah, just hang on tight and hope for the best news there. But – yeah, let's let's move on to some uh, some better news here. We'll flip to the 22 class shortly uh, here. And over the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, Domani Jackson, who we've talked about quite a bit recently, uh, put out his top list of schools. And it's pretty much school for school, the same top list that Will Johnson put out. And uh, if you've been listening and following maizeandbrew.com's all our recruiting coverage, uh, you would know that those two are pretty tight, uh, looking to potentially be a package deal. So this should not be a, a shocker by any means, but those top six for Domani Jackson are Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Arizona State, USC, and Oklahoma. So uh, a couple notable cuts there, obviously, with Bama uh, being a big one. I know uh, Texas was really big on uh, Domani as well, and Georgia uh, being another big one, too, there. So, uh, John, this is, again, pretty much Will Johnson's top list. Uh, he just threw Clemson in there. That was the, the lone school that uh, Will Johnson did not put on his top list. His top five are the other five schools on Domani's list. So in your opinion, how real do you think this potential package deal is? And do you really think that Michigan has a shot at landing both of those guys? I think it's pretty looking pretty good, at least right now as things stand. Yeah, it's certainly becoming more and more of a possibility with every action they're taking, you know, they're, they're going on visits together. They're naming top lists that are virtually the same so you know a lot of package deal talk is usually just that just talk 
Um, you know, Rocco Spindler, Garrett Dellinger were supposed to be a package deal. Yep. All the American Heritage guys with McBurrows and Hood and Dallas Turner were supposed to be a package deal. So it really doesn't end up happening. Um, and never with, you know, two top 10 guys at the top of their position. So this would be pretty unprecedented, I'd say, um, in the modern era of recruiting. So at least uh, in yeah. terms of Michigan. So you kind of look at the, the Venn diagram of their schools. Um, to me, the, the ones that they both seem to like and they have in the upper echelon of their lists are Michigan and Ohio State. So that's going to be uh, a tough battle uh, going down the stretch, to say the least. I you know I think Domani Jackson loves USC being from Southern California. And I think uh, Will Johnson likes Oklahoma a little bit more than maybe uh, Jackson does. So I think they have their, their own little preferences there. But to me, it's the two Midwest, the big 10 schools that uh, are the ones that kind of overlap the most. And if uh, they're both going to end up in the same school, I think it's going to be one of them. It, it definitely is interesting. And you, you brought up a great point of how this doesn't really happen in the modern day of recruiting, uh, unless it's like, you know, twin brothers, like the green brothers for Michigan, for example, but having a kid out West uh, playing for matter day in California uh, the, the number one cornerback in the class, number three total overall player. And then you have another top 10 player, Will Johnson, on the complete opposite end of the country, uh, the number four overall cornerback in this class, how they're able to link up and, and become real close and, and want to potentially be a package deal. It, you just don't see this very often, and, and it's pretty cool to see whether you're a, a Michigan fan or not. I think it's it's pretty interesting that – two top five uh, players at their position and two top 10 overall players uh, in this 22 class uh, would want to link up together uh, really goes to show that they want to play with the best and compete with the best. Uh, Steven, want to get your thoughts on all of this as well. Uh, just given the fact that Michigan is really in this against Ohio state, obviously uh, going head to head against Ohio state is never really a, a good thing. They've lost out on a ton of, uh, top recruits uh, to the Buckeyes over the last few cycles with um, obviously the most recent being Zach Harrison on the defensive line. Tyler Friday is another one that comes to mind. Nicholas petit Friere on the offensive line. Uh, always a, a daunting task to go up against Ohio State on the recruiting trail uh, on the football field, really just in, in life in general. Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, despite all of that, Michigan seems to have a pretty good shot with both. And uh, like I had said, pretty cool for two top players at their position who uh, are growing up on complete opposite sides of the country, want to pair up together and potentially uh, play at the same school. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty unprecedented. Um, I mean, you, you add those two guys to any roster and you instantly make them probably one of the more, uh, one of the top 10 secondaries in the country, just from those two guys alone with how highly ranked and the skill set they bring. Um, one thing I noticed is, um, I think they released their list about a week apart um, or something like that, but they use the same editor, uh, Hayes Fawcett. So that's just another thing. Like everything we've seen on like their visits, um, I know they had like the the time where they were tweeting out some like pro Ohio State stuff on Twitter um, and they were doing that together. Um, so even coming down to like, yeah, they have the same five schools, Dumani has uh, Clemson on his um, but like the same list, but then not only that, but the same editor, it's like, 
you, these are the things that like those little minute details where they're talking to each other about a lot of details. And not only is it the schools, not only is it when we're visiting, not only is it, um, you know, those things. Um, but it's like, which editor, like, Oh, I, I chose this guy and he can do both of ours. So then it's like, you know, when they commit together, are they going to do the same, same sort of video or, or, edit for that and, and different aspects like that, that all the signs we have up until this point support uh, that theory of um, them ending up at the same location. So, you know, it, it, I've seen crazier things happen. I remember I made uh, a Najee Harris highlight video that he requested um, back when it was like the initials 2AA, like DPJ 2AA and all that. And, uh, yes. and Najee Harris never uh, used that video and it still uh, hurts today. Um, <laughs> but, but so that, that's an example where I was pretty much convinced that that was going to happen. So, you know, you, you can never say never in recruiting, but everything is leading to the plausible conclusion that they will end up at the same spot. Um, and, you know, Michigan holding the crystal balls in favor for Will Johnson at this point is only a good sign. And that's, you know, it, you add one and one together. You have those crystal balls for, for Will Johnson. Michigan seemingly has a lead there. And right now I'm just penciling that, uh, that Ohio State visit. And that's, that's a hurdle for me, that if Michigan can get past that, um, they'll be in good shape. But that's the, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's scary. <laughs> it always, scary. It always is. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it always is with those Buckeyes. But, uh, yeah, I, you, you, you kind of made it sound like, uh, like they're going to have the same, like, real estate agent in the future, too. They're, they're just going to just piggyback off each other with, with the graphics or real estate agent, you know. I mean, they're just going to have it all going for them uh, all together. I, I, I could see this relationship blooming pretty nicely. And uh, you just hope and pray, if you're a U of M football fan, that things go your way. Uh, for once uh, with a head-to-head recruiting battle against Ohio State because at this point it really does seem like those are the top two schools uh, for both of these guys and USC is obviously going to be a factor and uh, uh, just because of the proximity for Domani Um, but you would imagine that Michigan Ohio State are those top two so uh, we'll definitely have to see how all that plays out commitment could come anytime is what they've been saying Um, obviously it I don't expect it to be anytime soon, but it could drop at any moment whenever they get that feeling. So we'll certainly bring you all that news when it happens, but um, we're, we're going to wrap up the show uh, with some talk on uh, a 2021 uh, defensive tackle um, that decommitted from a school earlier today. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about our latest sponsor here on Maze and Brew podcast, and that is home field apparel. And if you haven't heard us talk about home field, then you probably missed out on the 30% off discount that we had, but it's okay. We still got that 20% off one. If you don't know what home field uh, is though, up to this point, it is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest in Indianapolis. And not only is their stuff comfy, but it is officially licensed gear. So they really do not screw around when it comes to their designs. And the cool thing about home field is the team over there, they study every school's history, traditions, legacies, and off of that, comes creative, thoughtful designs that tells the unique story of each university. And they launched their Michigan line earlier in November, and they have some really cool, really original designs that you truly will not be able to find anywhere else. So you got t-shirts, crewnecks, you've got it all. Anything that you need to stay cozy while rooting for your favorite team, Homefield Apparel has it. 
So if you are looking for some vintage apparel for this holiday season, then look no further than home field. And here comes that promo that I had teased earlier. Use the promo code MNB, as in Maize and Brew, to get 20% off your entire first order. Again, MNB at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your entire first order. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Start shopping for the holidays today. I've got a package on the way, and I am pumped to get this stuff. You will not want to miss out on this 20% off because it goes away uh, if you do not get it in time for the holidays. So definitely start shopping for the holidays today. Homefieldapparel.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're going to wrap up today's podcast, like I said not long ago, about a defensive tackle recruit in this 2021 class that we really had not talked about on the podcast in a long time time and that's because he had been committed uh, to Texas A&M for uh, several months here committed back in May uh, but he is now uh, back on the market and that is three-star defensive tackle Victory Vaca he is 6'2 350 so a a very big guy on the defensive line he plays at Westlake Village High School in Westlake Village California so uh, pretty simple. Uh, Sean Nua, he had been going after him uh, for quite some time before that commitment. Things kind of cooled uh, before then, um, but the uh, possibility of them pursuing him again is always there. Uh, he had tweeted out a couple things earlier today, uh, kind of just uh, playing along on Twitter, really. He said, go blue, question mark. He said, uh, we are, question mark, uh, because he uh, received a offer from Penn State earlier today, and he made it very known uh, that he got that offer from Penn State. Um, John, I'll just throw it to you. Do you think Michigan goes after a victory Vaca at this point in the cycle, or do you think they kind of just focus in on uh, George Rooks, really the other defensive tackle recruit that we know of at this point that they're going after? Yeah, it doesn't seem very likely that they're going to – go after Vaca, reignite that interest after a while. And I, I can kind of see why his recruitment's pretty drama filled. 
he kept pushing back his, you know, recruitment date, putting out different lists, and then obviously ended up not sticking with his A&M commitment. Um, he also has been dropping in the rankings a lot, which I know Michigan doesn't care about, but I think it kind of, uh, to the layman, you know, you can see the fall that he's had. He hasn't really developed well in his junior and se- uh, senior season, so uh, I don't think he's quite the, the prospect that they thought he was, uh, you know, a few months ago. So I don't, I don't think it's going to end up being notable for, for Michigan. Uh, I don't think they're going to go after him, even though they need defensive tackles. You know, he's 350 pounds. He's kind of more of like a 3-4 plugger, no, straight-up nose guard that, you know, tries to take up multiple gaps. I don't think that he would really fit in Michigan's system, which may not be, you know, the, the defensive system for long, but you got to kind of keep – recruiting as it is as if Don Brown's still going to be leading the defense so yeah it, I, I I'm actually just scrolling on his Twitter now literally one minute ago he said go Knowles question mark so he's really <laughs> like you said kind of just drama filled just you know playing along on Twitter obviously this isn't really much drama um, but he's definitely making it known that he is uh, on the market he's pretty much a free agent at this point um, Steven I think it's significant that he uh, got this Penn State offer earlier today uh, given that George Rooks like I had mentioned the other defensive tackle that they're going after um, it really just seems to be a Michigan and Penn State battle at this point on the recruiting trail for Rooks so in, in my opinion kind of goes a little way in showing that hey Penn State not probably not looking too good with George Rooks, or at the very least, they don't think they're doing well in the recruitment of George Rooks. Uh, could be good news later down the road for Michigan in that regard. Yeah, I think it could. They're, they're kind of different players. I think you need Rooks to maybe bulk up a little bit, add a little bit more weight for him to be feasible, at least in uh, in Penn State system. And obviously with uh, Victory Vaca, you need him to shed down quite a bit. <laughs> Um, so it's interesting there where I don't know if it's an either or for them, but you're right this late in the cycle, them pushing for, uh, in this case, a three-star defensive tackle. Um, it can't mean bad things for Michigan, right? It's either they would take both or it means that they're, uh, they're less optimistic about their, uh, ability to get rooks in the fold. So I think that's an interesting aspect. Uh, something I'm, I'm kind of curious about Vaca, and I don't have any insight here, but um, his sophomore film uh, looked really good to me. He was around 6'3", 310 at that point. His junior film, he was up to 6'3", 350, which he's currently listed at. I know that he, uh, he's, he forewent his senior season um, uh, to enroll early. Uh, at Texas A&M as well. And then I believe he just had a visit um, either this past weekend or at least in November. I don't, I don't know the exact date, but um, it's, it's just very interesting to me that after that visit, he decommits. And I'm, I'm just speculating here, but I think there, there could be some really maybe uh, large as, as an oxymoron, or not an oxymoron, large is maybe a play on words, but weight issues, right? Like mm-hmm. not playing at that size, not having football conditioning, um, you know, going from 310 to 350 between your sophomore, junior year, that's a concern. Um, it, it's, it's plausible to see that he would have weight issues without football his senior year too. So again, we don't know what he weighed in at um, without any camps going on. It's hard to see, but it's just odd the timing of his decommitment now um, right after a visit. So I'm, I'm 
just trying to fill in the lines there of whether those weight issues have maybe gotten worse or uh, whether Texas A&M, you know, I don't know exactly what the situation there is, but I think with Michigan going after Rooks and they generally haven't gone after super like guys that they need to trim down a bit. I think exactly what John said. I, I don't expect Michigan to get involved here. Um, which is kind of a bummer because I think if he didn't have those kind of concerns of whether he could trim down or not, um, he would be a take and he'd be a much higher ranked guy just because I really love his sophomore film when he was at 310. Um, so it's more of just like a, a bummer because I think he could be a really high four-star guy if he kept that weight. But uh, sometimes it's hard at that size to, especially in a COVID year where it's, it's tough to be playing ball depending on where you are um, mm-hmm. to keep that weight down. So I think that's like the primary driver to me and um, not maybe not a red flag, but definitely a yellow flag an orange flag. If that's, um, sure. if that's a thing. So something just to consider, but I know Penn state's having a really down year of recruiting overall and, and he fits their system uh, better than um, better than he would fit Michigan system. Yeah. And it, he definitely would in the current defense and, yeah, I don't know what was up with, with Vaca here because um, on Saturday he had tweeted uh, in regards to A&M playing on Saturday night against LSU. He had tweeted that we haven't played in three weeks and it shows. So I don't know if that's something that really irked the coaches or, or what, but uh, his decommitment, uh, I guess, like notepad, iPhone note post, it was pretty short. Um you know, saying after talking with my family and coaches, it's best that I decommitment from Texas A&M or did the best that I decommit from Texas A&M. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I certainly don't expect Michigan to pursue at all here um, much. Uh, they could kick the tires if they're really desperate for another guy. If something happens with Rooks, I suppose, but um, I, I don't really anticipate much happening there. So I, I would at this point just go all in on Rooks. And then if you're able to maybe find a, a diamond in the rough somewhere else uh, off some other film, perhaps maybe go with that, but uh, just interesting. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> it, it's never a dull moment anymore uh, in these times with whether it's recruiting or just U of M sports in general, it has been uh, quite the last few weeks guys. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're a part of this so we can, can, can talk through it at least once a week because we need it. Uh, having to, having to sit through all of this and, and, and watch everything kind of uh, transpire. It's been, it's been a hectic time, uh, that's to say the least. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, definitely one of the more interesting cycles we've covered. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, it, 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 it'll just continue to get interesting as signing day uh, rears its ugly head. And uh, it is coming up very soon, uh, two weeks from Wednesday. So um, going to be a time. I, and I can't wait to cover it all and, and, uh, and bring all you guys the latest. So uh, until then, though, I, I really appreciate all you guys sticking around and listening. Uh, even though it's been a, uh, a down year for football, uh, recruiting, it never ends. And uh, we're glad and thankful that uh, you guys continue to listen. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, buddy? At Simmons underscore John. Steven, where are you? At Steven Toski. 
Follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We're probably there. Make sure to uh, subscribe and uh, rate all of our podcasts on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, and we will be back next week to talk more Michigan recruiting. So until then, uh, we will talk to you then. And uh, thank you again for listening. Go Blue.